All right, we are live. All right. Welcome to um, episode two here of the Average Joe's MMA podcast. Once again, I'm Nick Westervelt. And I'm Ty Stewart. And uh, today we're going to be breaking down UFC 249 for you fools. That's right. And we'll be starting off with the uh, Cowboy versus uh, Anthony Pettis fight. Um, I guess I'll start off and break this one down. These guys have fought. So this is actually going to be the second fight so long ago. Nobody cares who won or who lost on that. But from what I personally am thinking, I'm going to be rooting for Anthony Pettis in this. I think he is going to win. He's the younger. I do believe he's a bit faster than Cowboy. Cowboy does have the tendency to be a very uh, vertical standstill kind of guy, very plodding forward. And I just think this is a great matchup for Pettis to get in there. If I had to guess, it's going to be a second round knockout. Second rounder, you think, huh? Yeah, I That's, think he'll take him out. Do you think he'll gut punch Cowboy again, or um, is he going to just straight up brutally knock him out like he's been getting knocked out lately? Yeah, I think it's going to be a, just a straight right, just crack Donald. You know, he's he's a slow starter. I think Pettis is going to be able to pick him apart in the early early start. Neither of them are really pressure fighters. It's when they both really do poorly is when someone just gets right up in their face, dirty boxes. They're both kind of outside, pick their shots, and I think. Pettis just has less damage, less miles on him, and that's the reason why I'm going with him. Well, let's just face the fact here. These, both of these guys are bums. I'm just going to come <laughs> out and say it. Um, yeah. I love Cowboy. I really do. I want the, the world to know that. that that's my dude. But um, that's got to be real. Cowboy's coming to the end of his career. Um, I mean, if you come out and say that I just couldn't pull the trigger and fight days before the biggest fight of your career – against a Conor McGregor that hadn't fought in years I, and you get knocked out by a shoulder hit, what are we really talking about here? You know, um, who gets knocked out by a shoulder hit? I would honestly, if we and um, Ty here were next to each other, I would let him do that to me right here live on his camera and you guys can clearly see that he will not <laughs> knock me out like that. He might have to hit me in the face for real to make that happen. Um, so in that reason too, I, I, I'm sad to say it. I think um, – Pettis is probably just his chin's a little stronger these days than Cowboys. Doesn't necessarily mean I think Pettis is better than Cowboy. I'll come out and say that for reals. I, I do actually think that Cowboy is probably on paper a better fighter than Pettis. I know some people will argue with me against that, but uh, that's fine. We can argue that. But personally, I, I, I do think Pettis is going to get this done. Although if Cowboy gets it done, I will be happy. I'll be happy for the dude. You know, maybe he can ride out in the sunset on his little horse and be happy. The happy so, days. so what do you think your call is? What, what do you call it? How do you think this fight ends? You think it's going to go decision? I, I think you called it right. I think, unfortunately, Cowboy is going to get probably knocked out in the second round, just like what you're saying. I, I don't think it's going to be a, a gut punch again. I think Cowboy's a smart enough fighter to not let that happen again. He'll, his guys will – what's his name? Winkle John, right? Isn't that who trains him? Or what's that dude's right. name? For Pettis, who trains Pettis? No, 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 no. Trains Cowboy. I know Cowboy trains in Colorado and shit. Oh uh, no, he trains at the Bad Motherfucker Ranch in no, uh, I know. Arizona. Yeah, no, he does. But him and um the same guys who trained John Jones and everything, I think they got all. But then, it, then it'll be John Winkle John. Yeah, yeah, I think they got back on the same page. They're they're together again. So uh, for that reason, I don't think it will end the same way, but we'll probably have the same result. You know, so unless maybe Cowboy is lucky and kicks him in the head. Highly doubt it. Cowboy doesn't seem to be doing that these days. So, all right. So, yeah. so we both picked the favorite at minus one fifty. Minus one fifty. That's probably what's going to be if you can um, find a place to put a bet in. 
second second round knockout, I would definitely suggest what that is. We I don't have prop bets on any of that kind of stuff, so I can't see that. I would love to know what it is. If you guys can see that, please put in the comments and um, let me know where you were able to put that in. Maybe I'll get in on that action as well. Um, so let's see here. What do we got next here? We got that's out of the prelims. All we're gonna do, we're gonna go to the main card now. Correct. That's so, correct. Okay. So next we got Greg Hardy, the rapist. I mean the woman Peter, I mean. <laughs> First, uh, Jorgen de Castro. Um, personally, I, I just don't have much faith here in when Dana White throws these, these clowns in that aren't really MMA fighters and tries to make them MMA fighters. So just for that reason alone, I'm thinking de Castro. Um, obviously very impressed with what he did on the show, the series, you know, that he was on when he got into the UFC. And then obviously that last fight he had, I mean, knocked that dude out, Stone Cold. I, I remember we were sitting in a bar when that happened and we were all very shocked because um, I had bet on the other guy. And I never really heard his dude until then, but um, hey, I'm a believer now. Um, I, I, you know, if this Greg Hardy character is going to need his little inhaler again this time. I mean, I think he's going to have a second thing coming to him. You know, that's, that's going to be an issue. And this is the, this is not a big show, you know, or this is a pay-per-view money. Now we're not no fight night where you can kind of get away with things like that. We're all going to see it. We're all going to call him out on it. So I'm sure he's ready for that. You know, um, I hate calling heavyweight fights because anything can happen with these guys. So for that reason, I'm not making this a stellar pick. If you're going to mark my words on this by any means, but I'm just saying, looking at the facts, that's what you got is the facts. Yeah. Well, um, after listening to Nick's uh, side of the story, I'm actually uh, on the opposite side. Ooh. I actually think, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> after watching a few of Greg Hardy's fights, you know, his fight against all Nick, I know he did lose. It was a unanimous decision, but he did take that fight on a short notice he did hang in there all three rounds, which is impressive upon itself. And what I did like watching that fight was that he took his time. He wasn't going in there blitzing the dude, trying to just finish him. I think he and his team over at American Top Team is going to have a great game plan because Jorgen DeCastro, he, like Nick said, very impressive. He has done it well. He is 6-0. and I believe it's five knockouts, one decision. And he does do well under pressure. But I just think – Let's be realistic here. Craig Hardy is an elite-level athlete. He played in the NFL. He's a true heavyweight. He's got power in his hands. And if he just plays his cards right, takes it slow, and just drags DeCastro into the later rounds, I think he'll win a decision. And that's what I'm going to say is unanimous decision win for Greg Hardy in this one. Unanimous that's decision? Pick. That's what you think? Yeah, I think he's going to go UD, man. The dude needed an inhaler. He couldn't even get past the rounds. Well, well, you know what? I'm sure he's worked a lot on his cardio since then. <laughs> uh, look, oh, as long as we don't put any of the ring girls inside the cage with them, I think this will be oh. a very, very average fight. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and this is a good, you know, it's funny. I'm glad we did it the way you're saying because you had never told me this is how you were picking this fight. I mean, it's heavyweights. Anything can happen. These are two fat mofos going at it. You know, that's the other thing I was going to come out and say. These fat dudes. Right, these these are dudes over. I know you just said he's an athlete. Come on, that guy's overweight. Yeah, but not a whole lot. You look at him. Uh, I'll say he does carry a little extra, a little extra on himself, but not like DeCastro. He does have a little bit of thing, and we've never seen him in the later rounds. Like I said, five knockouts all early. 
I'd love to see him go three rounds, see what he looks like, but I do think he's going to gas out where, come on, Greg Hardy, he's still, you got to be an athlete to be in the NFL. And especially being a defensive end, that is a tough position to play. Oh, no doubt about it. Well, you know, I like the Castro at plus 165. Uh, You're going to take the favorite here, Greg Hardy at minus 205. Money at 165 on a heavyweight, I would take that all day long. Um, That's just me. Um, I just think that's a smarter decision to make. Not saying it's the right one by any means. I'm not very – I am confident, but I am not extremely confident. I can tell you I am extremely confident about the next one personally. But um, let's go – yeah, next. we'll start off. The next one is the Jeremy yeah. Stevens versus uh, Calvin Qatar. Qatar. Yeah, this is um, – I was watching those fights today. Actually, I was re-watching them, and I have to say they are basically mirrors of each other. Their, their fighting style is very similar. They both tend to be a little more flat-footed, power punchers, predominantly boxers. I do think Jeremy Steven has a more wide array of strikes to do this, and I do believe he has a bit more power in his hands. Um, the one thing I will say is that Qatar does tend to be a little bit more patient, sit back and wait to land his strikes. Um, in this fight, I actually will be taking Jeremy Stevens. I do think his pressure along with his power punching and his veteran experience will bring him out on top. Nick and I actually talked about when Jeremy fought, I believe it's Yair Rodriguez. And I thought, even though he did lose the two first rounds, he was dominated in that third round. He went in there, hung in there, and he actually, you know, won that last round. And I think he should be able to pull this one off against Qatar. I completely disagree with you. I think Jeremy Stevens <laughs> sucks. Jeremy Stevens is on a losing streak. Jeremy Stevens is about to be out of the UFC. Mark my words on this. He is going to lose this fight, and he is done. We will see him on a fight night riding off into the sunset. That is what's going to happen, folks. Qatar is coming to show up. He is going to make this happen. He will even knock Jeremy Stevens out. Mark my words on that. Mark hey, my Jake, words. I think this is going to have to be you, the fans. You're going to have to make a selection from our, our picks here because I'm going to tell you, <laughs> watch it to him. It, like I said, I think they're literally mirror, almost identical fighters. They have very similar styles. The main difference is being Qatar is just a he throws a lot of straights. Jeremy throws a lot more hooks. I think Jeremy has more of a chin. And then if you both, they both did get to fight um, the future champion <clears throat> of the featherweight division in, God, what is his name? The the guy from Dagestan. Uh, the one oh, that looks um, like Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, Zabit. Zabit Magnumev Sheripov. Yeah. Like, they both got to fight him. Both did lose very handily. But I do think Jeremy Stevens gave him more of a fight and threatened him more than Qatar did the entire time. It's going to yeah, be a great fight. That's going to be a bar burner. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I just, I, I just think, unfortunately, Stevens is just, he, he seems to be on a slump. Um, you know, when you get an eye poke like that and you say you got to stop the fight and that's the reason you're stopping the fight and then you come back for the rematch and the guy just completely worked the shit out of you, I, I think that's a bad sign right there. Um, you know, yeah, it's just Qatar. I think is gonna pick him apart. I, I really think that. I think this dude is not in a good mindset right now. Something's going on, but maybe something's going on with him personally. I don't know. You know, I don't know, uh, dude. See, that's the thing is, uh, I think because he's on that three fight losing streak, because he knows he's it's like winner win or get cut at this point in his career. I think he's gonna just be going for it, and I I really do think he's gonna get the knockout finish here. It's basically his only option. He's gonna be just trying to put on a show and finish this fight. 
Yeah, yeah, for you know. But I will tell. I'm gonna put it out there. Um, like we promised you guys, um, we're gonna do one real pick. Um, I'm putting my own money on this one. Calvin Guitar, all day. I think he's at. Let me see here. I'm gonna look it up for you guys real quick. Right now, I got guitars minus two forty. Two forty five. Heavy favorite. Heavy favorite. I guess the like, world, like the I gambler said, world agrees with me. <laughs> and, and well, let me tell you, it's like at plus two two oh five. Take Jeremy Stevens. He's got the knockout power. He can win the fight at any point. He could lose all three rounds, and then in the last second, he could knock Qatar out. It's worth a shot in the dark, honestly. All right. All right. There you go, folks. Well, you got it. That's my pick of the week, though, is Calvin Qatar. All right. Let's move on to the big show. We've got the last three fights here. Big boy time. Naganu versus Rosenstruck. Mr. Ty, go at it. What are you thinking? Um, guys, I'm going to tell you. This is my lock of the week. Oh, there, don't don't even don't even mess around with this one. Francis Ngannou is just on a whole nother caliber. He's faster. He's just a more technical boxer, and his strength is just incredible. I went, watched the Rosenthal fights. He does have knockout power like any other heavyweight. I do think he moves extremely slow. I'm not overly impressed with the man. Look. You're looking at the future heavyweight champion. It's such a bummer. He's already 33 years old. We're going to have such a small window with him on top of no one wants to fight the dude. It's like, but be ready for a first round knockout. It's, it isn't going past the first round. Yeah. Now this is going to be a great one. This was supposed to be a fight that was in March. These guys have been training for each other already. And this was, you know, part of this COVID-19 bullshit. They got pushed back. So this is supposed to be a main event fight, which is great. We're getting on a pay-per-view, not even a co-main event. We're getting it through, you know, three fights to the main. Um, this is what I wrote down. I, I Same thing like you. I, I watched all this stuff. Rosenstruck, dude's a bad motherfucker. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I would not want to get hit by that dude. But when you look at it, like you said, his hands are slow. Tons of power behind them, but slow. And I think going up against a dude like Franz Naganu that's going to be a bad day for you, man. I, I think um, Nagano's going to be able to come in and come out real easy. It, it's not going to be that hard. This is going to be a probably a fast match. This is going to, probably going to be a first-round knockout. If it happens in the first 30 seconds, I won't be surprised one bit. You know, Nagano's the real deal. Just like I think you said, um, this guy's got to get to the top again real quick. They kind of pushed him in a little too fast there, obviously, at first, and um, Stipe kind of picked him apart. But um, he's coming back, and that's a scary thing. I mean, probably um, DC wants to get the fuck out of town before that guy comes to play, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan Schaub gave Francis, gave Francis Ngannou some great advice. You know, let DC get this last fight in. Let him ride off in the sunset because that's a dude you don't want to fuck with. Let's be dude. realistic. Francis did lose er very early in his career, lost to Curtis Blades. Not an incredible fighter. Very strong wrestler. And if you think a man like that is going to go up against an Olympian, I'll take your money any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, you know, I think the good thing for Francis here is he's learned a lot from some of these fights that have happened, obviously. Um, you know, I was there live for the Derek Lewis fight, and that was a terrible experience. And, you know, I think he knows better not ever than to do that again because losing like that really sucks, especially when there wasn't clearly a winner or a loser. Just one person did a little bit more. That's all that happened, you know? So 
for that instance, yeah, I'm going with Francis Ngannou as well. Just as I said, I would never, ever give you guys a lock on a heavyweight bout. I think that's crazy. Like we're saying, anything can happen on that thing. Rosa struck, bad motherfucker. I mean, Francis comes in the wrong way and he gets caught and clipped. It's going to be lights out. I think that dude's got the power to knock anyone out. So now the good Ngannou's are still a really strong chin. So I highly doubt that's going to happen. But these are heavyweights we're talking about. So... Yeah, look, if you don't want to bet there. the, if you don't want to take him at minus two sixty seven, I get it. Maybe throw him in with a parlay with another guy. You might feel confident. Get some of you know, take some of that juice off there. I totally would, understand. I would definitely take that fight. That I'm sure it's going to be under one and a half, and I would take that all day long, all day long. Take that. I mean, that's a, that's a guaranteed. And sorry, I will put that in for the other heavyweight too, for the Hardy versus Castro. If it's it's probably going to be under one and a half, I would definitely put the money in on that too. I mean, that's just – it's a smart move, you know. But I don't – we don't have odds for that kind of stuff yet. That will come on fight day. You guys will have to make the decision. And um, with that, though, let's go uh, – Yeah, let's Nick, take us away deals. on the next fight. All right. We got um, Triple C versus the Cruz here. Um, I'm going to come out and say it. I know uh, my partner here is going to totally disagree with this. But, um, you know, I, I there's no way Cruz wins this fight, in my opinion. Um Cruz has not fought since 2016. This dude's going to walk into a championship fight, hasn't even had a tune-up fight. To me, this is actually a stupid fight. I don't even know why we're putting this on. Well, we're just going to test Cejudo's skills against a bigger guy. That's all this is. If Cejudo walks right through this guy and with no problem, then I really hope the UFC does or does this again and puts someone who's been on such a little – on a three, two-year, three-year leave and puts them right into a championship fight. Now, the other side of it, if um, Cejudo has a problem and Cruz wins, that's going to really mess with the bantamweight whole title situation, obviously. And it will be kind of hilarious, but there's no way that happens. There's just no way. Triple C all day long. (laughs) See, well, look, I'm going to be completely honest. This is the fight I'm most looking forward to on this fight card. I'm ecstatic. I am a huge Triple C fan. Nick knows. Uh, Guys, I hate the dude. That's my dude. That's I hate he's the my dude. dude. <laughs> yeah. I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's great. The fact that he's willing to fight a woman any weight class cracks me up. I think <laughs> the guy's a troll, but he is hilarious. But the fact of the matter is he's an Olympian <clears throat> gold medalist. He's two division champion. What everything he's done is impressive. But what you're talking about is going against the most dominant bantamweight champion of all time. This man's movement is incredible. His striking is so unorthodox. And on top of that, he's just a, a super intelligent dude. He just really has some great thoughts about how to fight. And I think he's going to be a real problem for Triple C. Triple C is going to be five foot four. You're talking about a guy who's five foot eight, solid four inches just in height. And he's already a lanky dude to go on with that. I think he's going to be able to stay on the outside, pick him apart, stuff the takedown. He's not known for finishing fights. I think this is probably going to be a five-round unanimous decision win for Dominic Cruz. Now, I'm not saying Cejudo couldn't win. If Cejudo decides to make this a wrestling match, possibly take him down and just stick to his wrestling, he could win this fight. But we've seen his striking. He's a very standard, high-level boxer for sure. But at his size, I just think that's such a huge disadvantage. His head kicks, what, maybe can hit him in the head? I don't foresee, you know, a lot of freaking head kicks coming his way. Maybe he proves me wrong, does some leg kicks and chops him down, but I just don't see that happening. Well, looking at their stats, um, their leg reach is the same. They're both 37 inches. No, that's leg reach. 
Oh yeah. So we're, so we're the same both sides. Reach reaches um triple C's got sixty four. Dominic Cruz is at sixty eight. So height four and reach either. is four inches in both. So sides. you're talking about a total of eight inches. That's yeah. That's a big big advantage. And for a guy who already likes to stay on the outside, pick people apart. <clears> this really gives him an opportunity. Look. If I were you guys at plus 183, you pick Dominic Cruz. And if you can pick Dominic Cruz to win by decision and get even more plus money, that's what I would do. Unfortunately, I don't get that. I'm probably going to be taking Dominic Cruz at plus 180, um, even though I'm a huge Triple C fan. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Well, you know, at plus 182, that's definitely something to say for that. Um, I'm going to be taking that as well just because, I mean, you can't walk away from juice like that when there's a chance – when you see a bigger guy like this, it's just it is what it is. I mean, Cruz says is the one person who says he doesn't believe in ring rust. So let's see if he puts his own test, his own you know his own theory on the table here. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to get it done, but at plus 182, I will take a chance. I'll throw a little bit of money at that just because you got Henry Cejudo at minus two, you know, 222. There's no, there's no real winning at that. You're going to have to put too much money to win money at that. So I don't like that at all. 182, though, all day long. I like it. But I will say if you are, um, you know, someone big time, if you're able to pay that juice on Cejudo, I mean, that's, that's the money right there. But if you're a gambler, plus 182 all day long. That's right. Oh, I guess that's everything on that. So I guess we'll head over on to the main event. Event, yep. And that's going to be our boy Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. Now, this is being hyped up to be an incredible fight. Should be a total barn burner, blood fest, broken noses, cuts everywhere. Um, I've been flip-flopping on this fight all week, thinking about who's going to win. Is it Tony? Is it Gaethje? And, you know, today I put on a couple Gaethje fights, a couple Tony fights. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think I'm going to go Justin Gaethje here. What? Yeah. Oh! This is this is real hard for me to do, but I think Justin Gaethje is going to do a great job, sprawl and brawl, you know, the old Chuck Liddell style. And that man, that overhand right and that left hook will put anybody to sleep. I don't got a lot of information for you other than a gut feeling, and that's what I think, man. <laughs> like he got he going to make Tony take a nap. <laughs> Tony wants it, Mark. That's never going to happen. Tony wants to win this so bad. Tony has the same wrestling that Gagey has. So if you're trying to compare that right there, you're, you're already you're, you're evened out, I believe. Um, I think Ferguson's going to tap him out. That's what I think, whether it comes from a Darce or a rear naked choke would be one of those. Um, I think it's going to come probably in the third or fourth round. You know, Gagey's taking this, this fight on late notice he's lucky now he got a couple extra weeks here to perform for this i I just don't see it man i I don't see that at all um i think you're liking the odds better um i'm actually liking the odds on ferguson they're going down right now people are starting to bet that means people are betting on gagey um i believe a little bit ago that's why if i i saw gagey at plus 160 and now he's at plus 147 and i saw tony at over minus 200 he's now down to minus 177 so money's starting to move around um i would definitely wait to bet on that fight until the day of the fight that was when we'll get a true odd on it right now people are kind of flip-flopping like ty's doing here um i I, you can't there's you don't bet against tony ferguson you just don't do it you don't do it. Uh, 
like I said, I'm, I'm not saying go put your money down on it. I'm just saying my personal belief. I think, look, Gaethje's the human highlight reel. The man either gets knocked out or knocks people out. He's gonna want. He's he's not gonna want to go five rounds with Tony. He is gonna be trying to knock him out in the first three rounds. He's gonna go all in. He's gonna go for broke. He's not on a full fight camp. I really believe he's just gonna be going for it. And look, he's gonna. Only way he's going to win is knocking Tony out. He ain't going to beat him by decision, in my personal opinion. He isn't going to tap him out. But I don't see Tony taking him down by any stretch of the imagination. This is going to be a stand-up war. And I'm telling you, you're, well, my, I'm not telling you, but I believe Gaethje going to go in there, knock that dude's head off, overhand right. You think Gaethje is going to be able to knock out Tony Ferguson? Ferguson has a six-inch reach advantage. You do know this, right? Look, Are you aware of this? Yes, but did you? I, I rewatched the Kevin Lee fight. The man had a staph infection in his chest and rocked Tony Ferguson. And that dude cannot hit nearly as hard as Justin Gaethje. I'm just saying, Justin Gaethje clips him on the chin. He putting anyone to sleep. That's my that's my prediction. Hey man, I've been wrong before, but I guess we'll see on fight night, huh? <laughs> I, I, I think I think the reach is going to be too much for him to overcome. I mean, Tony's got some big long arms. He's going to be able to keep him at distance. But that's not what Tony likes to do. Tony likes to get in there. He likes to freaking, you know, he likes to stand in the pocket and trade. Exactly. And that's what, but that's what I, that's why I think he's going to lose is that he just, sometimes he gets overly confident in his striking where you're right. He has a clear advantage on the ground. Now, if he just shoots for the takedown, somehow gets him down hundred percent, Tony wins. But sometimes I think he just likes to prove that he can beat you wherever you're best at. And we've seen it happen to some of the best fighters where when they do that, that's when they lose. Yeah, and that's point. why I also will never get Tony versus Khabib, too, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't even need to talk about that. You know, we're all still in a little depression state over that one. Uh, I just I don't see that at all. Ferguson is going to mop the floor with this dude. This is going to be a stepping stone, and um, we're going to wait around. And I do think that fight will happen. It's just a matter of when. Um, you know, Khabib came out today and basically laid it down, saying after the 26th, he's ready to rock and roll. So – in my what I hope happens, I hope Ferguson comes out of this real quick unscathed. Um, you know, I hope he gets that quick minute knockout or a quick um, darts right there, real quick, throws it on this little dude and gets this fight done. And we can um, talk about having Ferguson versus Khabib here in a couple mu- months. I think that would be the best outcome for all of us because that's really the fight we want to see. This is a little t- teaser right now, and if this little teaser turns out to fucking spoil all of that, I'll actually be a little upset, honestly. I don't I, – I, Ferguson needs to win this fight so we can get to where we want to be anyways. Oh, now, I'm not disagreeing. Ultimately, you're right. Totally, 100%. Tony versus Khabib, that's the fight. That's the one everybody wants to see. But I'm not going to lie to you. I would not be disappointed seeing Gaethje fight Khabib because I'd love to see someone with his takedown defense and those heavy hands and just see what how Khabib handles it. But, and maybe that will be the better – we'll have to see what happens. I mean, let me ask you this. Do you think – this is what's going to happen then? Is whoever loses this fight going to fight Connor? Is that going to be the fight? Oh, I don't know. The rumors I've been hearing is that uh, Connor's going to be fighting Jorge Masvidal. It's been kind of the thing, the rumors. A, yeah, I fucking it's a big, but let's. But look, it's a big money fight. It just depends what is Connor prioritizing right now. Is he want more money in his life, or is he trying to go for titles, thinking about his uh, legacy? You know, Nick knows I'm not a huge fan of Connor. I think he's been kind of uh, – fed the perfect matchups throughout his career and the few times he has been challenged by high level wrestlers he loses although he did 
We don't need to get into chess, that. But we, yeah, that's <laughs> not what we're talking about here. <laughs> that's just how I, that, I don't. I don't see Tony fighting Connor if he loses. I see. I'd have to look. Maybe him versus, versus Dustin Poirier, uh, and then that would get him right back in the mix. Because look, even if Tony loses, he's only one two fights away most of getting another title shot. Yeah, the man has the true. longest longest fight streak. Well, we'll see who wins the old, you know, the interim title then. Um, I, I do think it's going to be a great fight. Hopefully it is. I w- we were just talking today. I hope this is a good fight, and I, I do kind of hope that this doesn't go quick. If it does go quick, I do believe it's obviously the best for Ferguson. You know, Ferguson probably shouldn't be getting the shit kicked out of him, you know, for just his mental state. <laughs> but we all want – I mean, the UFC wants it too, obviously. They need this fight to be, like, historic and epic so that way they can talk about in years from now how they were the only sports division to come back and put on an event, and not only was it the best event ever to ever happen, ever, 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 and that's what they're going to want to talk about. So, yeah, And you know what I'd love to hear, actually, from you guys? If you could leave a comment, let us know what the over-under for the Justin Gaethje-Tony Ferguson, because if it's – the over-under is three and a half. I would take the under three and a half. That would be my, my call out. If you don't, you know, you don't know who's going to win. I just do think it is going to end within three rounds. Yeah. I would the third like round is where the finish is going to be. Well, yeah. Very, yeah. It very well at, could. It's like at the latest, at the latest. That's all I'm saying. I'm yeah. not saying in the third round, I'm saying the latest someone gets finishes the third. I don't see this going into the championships rounds at all. Yeah. Uh, there you have it folks. Well, um, Soon we'll, we'll be tuning fi- in on. Soon tune- we'll figure out how to do this when we're, <laughs> we're live watching it, so you guys could literally watch us freak out on each other. You can see we're kind of split on a few couple of these fights here, yeah, so we'll it's gonna be funny. It will be kind of funny to have um, during the pay per view where we go. I'm sure Ty will change his mind ten times before then too, though. So, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I'm, I'm I'm feeling pretty confident with these picks. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, let's really quickly just go, Nick. You want to shoot over your your lock of the week? You know, we are at least gonna give one lock. Every time we do one of these, Nick, how many you got today? Yeah, like I said, uh, my lock of the week is Qatar. That's where I'm going with. Okay, so you got one lock of the week, Calvin Qatar, minus 245. Maybe you wait till Friday, see if it comes down a little bit. You know, probably some people will be throwing some money on Jeremy Stevens. Uh, My lock of the week, like I said, is Francis Ngannou. And if you're feeling brave, you know, I'm – Extremely confident. I'm not going to call it my lock of the week because, like I said, that's Francis Ngannou. But I would definitely throw some money on our boy Dominic Cruz at minus one. I mean, plus 182. And you're talking about, like I said, the most. Was, I'm sorry, the most dominant bantamweight champion of all time. Throw some money on the guy. Well, there you go, folks. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Please tune in again. We're going to be doing a follow-up show on Monday. And we will also combine that in to do the show for Wednesday for the UFC event that's going to be taking place on Wednesday. So please, if you like this, please subscribe to us. We would really, really appreciate it. We're also putting this on podcasts on all this, um, what all is platforms. Spot, on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, all that bullshit. So yeah, if you guys are liking this, you can watch it on there, there too. Um, we'll probably keep getting better at this, obviously. Um, yeah, but thank we you hope so you much. enjoyed the show. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Thank you. Um, thank you for watching. Um, And, yeah, we'll go from there. But, yeah, peace out, guys. Um, Enjoy the fights. Have a beer for us. We're going to be drinking, taking shots. Light it up. It's not promised. (laughs) All right, guys. Take it easy. Peace out.